0: Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Smackdown episode 1073 and 205 Live episode 170, both broadcast on Friday the 13th, March 13th, 2020. Uh, before I get into talking about this very, very different episode, but also pretty awesome i i enjoyed this episode so much um but before that i have to mention because i was reminded during 205 live i completely forgot to talk about an incident that happened on nxt this week so earlier this week on nxt we had the match uh it was raul mendoza versus oh i forget who he was fighting but Whoever he was fighting uh, beat him, I think. Um, And Raul Mendoza, uh, it it segued out of another, something else was happening. And then the cameras are like, oh, what's going on? And we see uh, there outside of the building that Roland Mendoza is abducted by a couple of people in uh, lucha masks and suits. I think they're in suits. Um, And I don't know how I missed that when I was watching it at first, cause I saw people talking about it. And then I watched the clip. and I was, How did I miss that? And then I totally forgot to talk about it. And then I wrote it in big letters at the top of my page of notes. Uh, forgot Mendoza's abduction. So I'm, <laughs> I'm actually really excited to see where that goes. Um, who are these two guys who are the, the masked individuals who, have, who, 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's a f- felony, right? Kidnapping is a fel- I don't know if kidnapping is the the legal term for it. Abduction. That's what I. That's what I. Mean. I wrote the. I wrote the word abduction right there. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens with all of that. Um, lots of ideas of who 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 those two people are, and I. <laughs> I really hope that this all ties in to the Lucha War that's already happening over there on Raw, um, that it's all part of the, this whole thing, that this 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 little pocket universe within the WWE universe just like keeps building and building. I would love that, but we'll see what happens with it, all that. Okay, so uh, due to all the stuff that's going on, I talked about all this stuff so much uh, two episodes ago. I don't want to keep on going on and on about it, except for wash your hands, stay at home uh, as much as you can, don't go out if you don't have to, and uh, just stay safe and be uh, try to be happy. Watch really fun stuff, listen to really fun stuff. Um, I think it's really it's really easy to, to to fall into a spiral of of thinking about all the negative things that are going on. Um, and tonight's episode of SmackDown, I thought it was a really really positive thing. Um, I think it's so awesome. Uh, that they still uh, put on a show, and um, they put the, they they did it in a manner that uh, minimizes as much risk of contact with other people as possible. I mean, with it, it, with a big wrestling, there's going to be person-to-person contact, that's unavoidable. But as far as like crew and fans and all of that, I thought they did an excellent job of of uh, taking care of that. So, uh, tonight was supposed to, uh, be broadcast from Detroit, but, um, Detroit canceled all, uh, uh, all gatherings, all social gatherings, all events of, uh, with more than 250 people. I think, um, they might've had a different, like, that's the general thing that I've seen going around to town to town or whatever, That 250 people, that's like the, the maximum number. Um, so I, I don't know if it's exactly that for Detroit necessarily, but they, they couldn't do the they couldn't broadcast live from the arena. Um, and so they changed changed it up went over to the Performance Center. They already had a lot of stuff already there t- to have been set up for uh, this past Wednesday. And I thought it looked great. They had all of the seats out still. And they did put up like their the SmackDown barriers as opposed to just the regular NXT barriers um, and stuff like that. So it did have the SmackDown look to it. Um, but I thought it was fun- like there weren't any- there wasn't anybody in the this- in the chairs, so there wasn't really any need for them to have the chairs. But I I still appreciated that they had them there. And it looked they looked cool um and it did look better than if they just had a black curtain in the back for sure but i was thinking uh, if they do if they end up doing wrestlemania and broadcasting it from the performance center like tonight um they could bring in that huge display screen they're probably going to use a huge display screen this year anyway just use that just put that in the back of the room and then have a digital audience (laughs) a simulated digital audience in there and they it'd be so weird but I enjoy it. And at some point somebody would get thrown through it and then would be straight and then the rest of the night is just silent. No crowd reactions at all. Cause the they, they were be they would be killed. It would be the first time that the audience was actually um taken out of the picture during during a pay per view. But anyway, all right, so let's talk about this this show. I, it, was, it was really fun. Uh, we had Triple H introduce us to the the performance center, telling us like how how great it is, and it does seem pretty great. Um, and then we head on down to the ring, which is just like ten feet away from where he was. He was up on the perch that was uh, has been re- reassembled since Wednesday night. Um, but we have Michael Cole and Triple H on commentary for it turns out for the whole night. Um, I guess apparently it seemed like he was only supposed to be on there for uh triple H was only supposed to be on there for the first match, but, um, he was on there the whole night and it was really fun. Um, he kept making fun of Michael Cole, kept making fun of the situation. Um, just, the, just really quick jokes here and there. And I think if there wasn't, if it wasn't for that, this show wouldn't have worked nearly as well as it did. Um, but we opened up with Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Nikki cross and Alexa. They mentioned that, uh, Nikki and Alexa called out the Kabuki warriors last week. Uh, cause they're saying, Hey, you're supposed to defend on all brands. So we challenge you. And it was like, it's a, a super quick thing. Um, so Paige was not able to, uh, to travel out, uh, to make it to the show uh, tonight. So they did announce that, um, but uh when nikki and alexa come out nikki is like she like interrupts alexa she's like cutting her promo. and she's like we're looking for a fight and then she looks over at alexa and is like uh right we are right <laughs> i really like that but um anyway the match takes place and it got i i got to thinking well i've i i have to assume that during these commercial breaks that they're just like standing around and talking about tv or whatever um, and, uh, wherever, whatever part of the world that broadcasts that feed during the commercial breaks, I guess, um, they, uh, they, they were doing exact, well, I don't know if they were talking about TV shows, but, uh, they did not continue the match during a commercial break because of course, why would you like, there's no point in, in wrestling. If literally nobody is seeing it, like don't risk getting hurt for something that's not being broadcast. So anyway, I, I did enjoy that. I enjoyed so much about this, this show. Um, so, uh, Sasha wins the match after there's, after, uh, there's a, uh, distraction when Oscar attacks Alexa. So Alexa is, uh, is not the legal opponent. Um, but she gets attacked by Asuka and, uh, that distracts Nikki. She's concerned about it. And also Alexa is not able to save As- uh, save Nikki from, um, from the bank statement. So Nikki does tap out and we have uh, a victory for Sasha and Bailey and further setting things up for Alexa and Nikki versus the Kabuki warriors. That's going to be good wherever, whenever it happens. Um, then we had an interview with Roman Reigns. Uh, he was addressing the criticism of him just getting a main event match against Goldberg. And he says, basically, the the gist of his argument or his reply to that is that if I main event every night throughout the year, then why don't I deserve to to main event at the biggest show of the year? And I say that's that's a very fair point. But also Baron Corbin could say the same thing because I think most of the main events have been Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. So <laughs> it should be Baron Corbin versus Goldberg. What are we, do- what are we doing over here? No, it shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns has de- defeated Baron Corbin like every time almost. Um, then we have Sammy, uh Let's see. Oh, the Sammy gang uh, is bumped. They're, uh, they're, they, there's a, a better a uh, guest for uh Dasha is it Dasha? I'm trying to think of No, it's Kayla. Dasha, she's she's hasn't been around in a long time. Um oh earlier today I went to get some food after I, I picked up new glasses. I'm really excited. I like them a lot. It's taken some getting used to because of the difference. Like I can actually see. So my eyes were like, what's going on? <laughs> but I went to get some food afterwards because i was already out um and uh there's a local place they have pig wings it's really good i think i forgot i forget what the, the place is called but it's next to the it's next to the regal um or the united uh artists theater uh here in, in lone tree um but uh they had ESPN on and I remember a couple days or maybe like yesterday, they were saying that Charlie Caruso has been, uh, one of the panelists on one of the shows. And then I see her on the TV, the sounds off and all that. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Good for her. Um, but anyway, what was I saying? Where did I leave off in my notes? Um, Oh, uh, da- <sighs> Kayla's, ugh, I wrote, I even wrote Dasha. What a idiot um me not not dasha or kayla so kayla's guest is actually jeff hardy because he's made his return and jeff hardy's interrupted by baron corbin um and we see we we th- this develops into a match between them that we'll see later in the night and then elias interrupts corbin as he's being upset about that and he goes to to, to start singing a song but corbin says i don't have time for this i have this stuff um, so up next we had a replay of the tag team title match at the elimination chamber so that six tag team match in the chamber um and then triple h is also back <laughs> on commentary and it is it, it says like I, I was gone for like a minute and the internet demanded that i come back and save the show and all that so for the entire rest of the show, he's just giving crap. He was already giving crap to Michael Cole in the first part, but it it just gets worse and worse and funnier and funnier throughout the rest of the show. Uh, we get the announcement that uh, Rob Gronkowski, the Gronk, uh, is in talks uh, that all the rumors are true, apparently, except they're not because he hasn't signed anything specifically or whatever. He's going to be on the show next week, and we'll learn more about that then. And uh Mojo Raleigh delivers that news because he's friends with him. Um okay, so uh Oh, when did this develop? It was I didn't write down when this uh happened. But we had okay, we had Daniel Bryan approach where did I write that down? Oh. Oh, I didn't write down when that happened. Anyway, uh, earlier in the show, Daniel Bryan approaches Drew Gulak and says, Hey, I didn't believe you when you said you knew my weaknesses, but you kept countering everything. What would you be willing to teach me? And then the Sammy, game, Sammy gang comes and uh, uh, the, you know, they're doing their thing, just talking crap to, to Daniel Bryan. They're like, who, who even is this guy? He's a nobody. And so uh, Cesaro stops uh, Daniel Bryan from confronting Sami Zayn and and Daniel Bryan's like, my problem's not with you. It's with him. And then Cesaro says, if you have a problem with me or if you have a problem with him, then you have a problem with me. And so that's that sets up this having this match, which was very good. It was a lot shorter than I would have liked, but we did get this this tremendous pop up uppercut. That was probably my favorite part of the match, but. Uh Daniel Bryan wins via roll up. Uh and Shinsuke Nakamura who is out there and also Sami Zayn who is on commentary for this match. Uh they attack uh and Drew steps in. So Drew and Drew and uh Daniel are friends now. So that's great. Um uh, he steps in and saves Daniel Bryan from from the attack. And so uh this this uh conflict continues. Uh, sh- uh and Ron Strowman is not involved in any way at at this point we'll see how that develops as well Um, then we had baron gorman versus jeff hardy jeff hardy won via swanton bomb um after hitting uh uh a twist of fate which (laughs) which was for some reason uh michael cole called it a twist of fury i i i thought i was having a stroke roseanne was like wait that's not what it's called am i did i transfer into an alternate universe is it actually called the twist of fury all this time and uh it, but i it, it, i'm from the other universe so it was called twist of fate no you just made a mistake but <laughs> yeah jeff already wins his uh his his re-debut or his return match so that's pretty exciting then our final segment of the night okay and before i hear that uh all these moments were triple H, he kept cracking jokes about everything um but we had him uh take control of one of the cameras and michael was like what are you doing he's like i'm shorthanded i'm ha- we're shorthanded I- i'm helping out <laughs> that was really great and then um i think it was after this match um or or, or actually i think it was after cesaro versus dana bryan uh he was he was like when we come back from commercial he was like touching up he had one of those makeup pads the sponges he's touching up michael cole's makeup and then he pulls out a sharpie and like starts filling in the gray hairs on his uh on his chin so so dumb but i really really enjoyed it and then our final segment of the evening we had john cena interviewed by michael cole and he tries to explain why did bray wyatt fall and he says, "Oh, cuz he got lazy. He gave up. He blamed me." And that's what happens when people fail here. It's because they get lazy. They give up and they blame everybody except themselves. And he says that he accepted the challenge from Bray Wyatt because he because he thinks why give anybody a fifth or a sixth chance? He wants to take Bray Wyatt out of the equation because he keeps he thinks he keeps getting too many chances so uh ray wyatt appears he says ah you're really mean and hateful but it's great to see you john um and he says that uh uh, john cena he fiends for the spotlight and that uh the fiend helped him put himself back together and it's a good thing and uh because he was uh having so much trouble he had all these voices in his, his head and he finally started listening to voices and one of those voices is the fiend i that's what i gathered from it um and he tells john that their match is going to be a slaughter and he insists that john lets him in so i i thought it was a really good segment i enjoyed it and um, a little bit disappointed that they didn't have a Firefly Funhouse, like an actual Funhouse segment, but having him there in person, he like just pops up from behind the, the very ca- Well, we don't see him pop up from there, but like the camera, like just barely reveals that he's there in the audience. And I enjoyed that. Um, there, what else was there that involved there being the audience? there? Any time that people that they were doing stuff that usually is, like, to get the audience to start clapping or stuff like that it was really, really funny. Um, and then we also had, after the uh, replay of The Elimination Chamber, we had Miz and Morrison come out and cut a promo, and they were doing all of that crowd work-type stuff for nobody, which was hilarious, and um, uh, and then they... <laughs> Also, the hypocrisy of them how uh, saying, oh, we don't need catchy chants like New Day Rocks or ooh, So's,' And then like 30 seconds later, they start, hey, hey, ho, ho, Miz and Morrison. I think with the next time, if there are more, the, the next time any of us have a chance, say uh, we go, hey, hey, ho, ho. And then this is, like, a standard, like, rally chant or uh, protest chant. They say, like, blah, blah, blah has got to go. Probably usually, like, a politician's name or whatever. So we, we say Miz and Mo have got to go. So hey, hey, ho, ho, Miz and Mo have got to go. And I think that they might be building up to that, like, New Day will say that to them or whatever. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, I really like this episode of SmackDown. It's absolutely worth watching. Um, and if you don't have the WWE network, it's a great chance to watch all of that elimination chamber match, which, uh, I already talked about my thoughts on it in general, um, on that episode earlier this week. Um, that brings us to, uh, two Oh five live. It was a very short episode. It was only about 30 minutes, but it was just one match and it was that five on five, Elimination tag team match. On one side we had the 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 OG two oh five live guys. We had Arya devari Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick, um Tony Nice, Jack Gallagher, and Mike Canellis. And at ringside were the Sing Brothers. And the Sing Brothers it helped them at one point, maybe some other points that I missed, but uh they hit uh Danny Birch with their or some I don't know if they they did, but Danny Birch got hit by their camera. Um, and so that's that. What that's what led to their first elimination when Tony Nice pinned Danny Burch. So over on the NXT team, the NXT team, uh, we had Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tyler Breeze, Oni um, Oni Lorkin or uh, Loni Orca, and Danny Burch, and their fifth member, Kushida. I was really excited that he was the fifth member. I don't remember if I, if that was who I guessed would be. Um, I think I, I think I remember guessing it would be Jordan Devlin, but there's no way he gets along with any of these people at all. So I, I was really excited to see Kushida in there. Um, So I, I missed either when Kendrick was eliminated or Daivari was eliminated. I tried to keep track of everything. Um, but uh, th- that first elimination was Danny Birch. Then we had uh, Jack Gallagher eliminated Tyler Breeze. Then we had Oni Lurkin to f- uh, eliminate Tony Nice. So Nice was the first out for his team. Um, and then Oni Larkin also pins um Mike Kanellis. Uh, and then s- I thought that the Brian Kendrick pinned s- Isaiah Swerve Scott, but I guess it was the other way around or something and then Divari was eliminated at some point after this jack gallagher pinned oni lorkin and so it came down to jack versus um swerve and Kushida. uh and jack was like really just taking it to all of them it was really exciting to watch um but eventually Kushida, with swerve's help so swerve like did like a pop-up power bomb setup except it it, it was like a an armbar powerbomb which th- this and then that spanish fly uh freaking armbar like <laughs> i it's it's so awesome um there's a really great finisher like a great combo there and kushida is great so um team NXT wins the 5 on 5 match um and i think it could be argued that they had the advantage with that surprise team member that they couldn't, the, the other team couldn't have, have uh, the originals couldn't have prepared properly because they didn't know who, know who that fourth, that fifth member was, um, and I think maybe that could have been counterbalanced. Although they didn't know, so I think the teams had been announced already when, uh, before they had to replace make a replacement for Leo Rush. So they, I guess they could have kicked somebody off of their team. <laughs> and it said oh we have a surprise fifth member and that ends up being the person that they kicked off the team anyway but it would just keep their keep it balanced as far as surprise opponents go or whatever I don't know it was a, it was a great match um and it's only 30 minutes check it out um it's on the WWE network right now and it'll be on Hulu tomorrow Saturday the 14th so totally worth checking out Uh, no crowd for this either it's filmed also filmed in the performance center um but i think this is the most people that were in the in the ring at any time throughout the entire night absolutely Um, and it might have been more people in this match and at ringside with the sing brothers than appeared in the entire rest of the show actually i'm going to count this because they have five on five that's 10 plus the sing brothers that's 12 and then we also have the commentary Uh, Let's, let's forget about commentary that, uh, yeah, let's include commentary. Why not? Um, so that's 14 people total as far as wrestlers go. Um, the entire rest of the night we had, uh, okay. 14, 14. Remember that. Uh, we had Sasha and Bailey, Nikki and Alexa. That's four. Then we had Oscar appear. That's five. We had Roman six uh we had sammy and those okay uh, there were more people on smackdown because we had um we had sammy cesaro shinsuke uh drew gulak daniel bryan so now we're up to 10 we had uh we had mojo raleigh out there 11 we had uh corbin and hardy 12 13 john cena 14 and then the commentary uh, I probably I probably skipped a couple people, but commentary puts us over uh, to uh, over the uh, how many people were in on 205 live. So there you go. That's math time on TNW podcast. But anyway, both really good, ep- good episodes. Really interesting. Um, it's been announced that uh, uh, Monday Night Raw will also be from the P- Performance Center and at least throughout through to the end of April. Um, NXT will originate from the Performance Center as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting. But I, I'm hopeful that the creativity – they had a lot of fun with this episode. I'm hoping that uh, now that they know more ahead of time than just one day, that they'll start doing more pre-taped stuff, more creative stuff, more – Uh, creatively risky stuff just trying weird interesting ways of doing promos and things like that um and i i also definitely expect to see a lot of like skype calls and uh and things like that um and like interviews and especially on raw uh because it has the most time to fill on there so anyway um yeah I'm trying to be i i, I want to say really positive about at least the entertainment aspect of it I'll um, be able to watch the show and enjoy the show and I was really really satisfied with this episode and i'm 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 looking forward to more um whatever however the, it, it, it goes down going forward. so um of course, if the whole operation has to be put on hold that's absolutely understandable as well. Um, I thought at least as far as the current situation, that the way that they did this show on this night seemed to work. Um, and as long as they, they stay on top of it and like monitoring, like who, if anybody's feeling sick and stuff like that, that, they, that everybody knows that they can be honest about it and all that. Um, cause yeah, I, if, if everybody's like, oh, I am feeling sick, I don't want to get other people sick, I can't be on the show tonight, can you like, figure something else out and all that kind of thing, we can come back to it next week or in two weeks or whatever. So we'll, we'll see how it all goes down. Um, let me know what you thought about these two, two episodes by tweeting me at tiw podcast. Go to tiwpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe, happy, and healthy out there in all the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.